Today on We Here, Harvey Weinstein's ex-wife Georgina Chapman has moved on with Adrian Brody. While the world is freaking out about coronavirus, Gwyneth Paltrow is out here making jokes. And Marla Maples is collaborating with a shaman. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my God. We're on page six? No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore. And welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources. And you hear the story behind the story. The story behind the story today, Maggie, is that Harvey Weinstein's ex-wife, Georgina Chapman, is dating Adrian Brody. A match we did not see coming. A more a more appropriate match for her, I'd say, than Harvey Weinstein. But... Mm. I'd say. So while Harvey Weinstein is being carted off to jail after being convicted on rape charges in a New York courtroom, uh, his ex-wife, fashion designer Georgina Chapman, has been finding solace in the arms of Adrian Brody, the Oscar-winning actor from The Pianist. He really enunciated. Well, in this case, and this probably should be edited out, but when you're talking about this story, you want to really articulate that it's from The Pianist. Not to be confused with anything else. (laughs) Exactly. We hadn't seen too much of Georgina. She'd been keeping kind of a low profile, and in recent weeks, she's been photographed back in New York. Right. She was photographed out and about, right, solo, looking very fashionable. Um When the whole Harvey Weinstein scandal went down, we had reported that she relocated to a farm up in Westchester Mm -hmm. and was living up there. Um, There were multiple sightings of Harvey Weinstein kind of in the area, and people always said that maybe he was going to visit his kids, although Georgina Chapman's camp always kind of denied that he was hanging around there. Apparently, Adrian Brody is now on her farm. (laughs) (laughs) on her farm yeah well i would just like to point out that back in may around the time of the met gala a source close to the family told page six that georgina is not dating at all because the harvey stuff the past few years it had been the hardest of her life and all she was concerned about were her children so fast forward to fall 2019 and Adrian Brody comes into the picture. Right. Well, the thing is that sources have said that this romance with Adrian Brody kicked off perhaps in April, like at least the the seeds were planted, as mm-hmm. it were, in April. So maybe they, they hadn't sort of officially been together at the time. But we hear that they were both guests at the Dorado Beach Ritz-Carlton in Puerto Rico for the launch of Helena Christensen's swimwear line back in April, okay? Man, nothing brings beautiful people together like the launch of a swimwear line. (laughs) Like no other article of clothing does that. That's true. Except the launch, Maggie, of my swimwear line. Not that many beautiful people (laughs) showed up to that one. It was my (laughs) Uncle Murray and me. Um, But... So in Puerto Rico back in April, guests at this swimwear launch included Adrian Brody and Georgina Chapman, mm-hmm. as well as Brooke Shields, Malin Ackerman, Jack Donnelly, and photos. If you kind of look at pictures of this event, if you go back in the time machine, the We Hear time machine there, beep boop, 
we just got out of the time machine in Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, it's, it's so humid here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. You can see that Georgina Chapman and Adrian Brody were photographed at a candlelit dinner together. I mean, with all these other people, but they were sitting opposite each other. Now, at the time, as you mentioned, friends said Georgina had sworn off dating. She also took some time off from the the social scene and, and hasn't been seen publicly since these recent photos. But apparently... She is dating Adrian Brody. So in September, there was a report in the Daily Mail that the two were dating. Mm-hmm. But oddly, it's strange. The the um, It kind of went totally under the radar. I think it was that there was so much focus at that point on the Harvey Weinstein trial. And I don't know. I feel like a lot of people missed it because when mm-hmm. our story ran this week, you know, I think a lot of people had missed that report that they were that they were quietly dating. Our sources are telling us that they're still together. And I don't know, it has to kind of make you happy to think that while Harvey's being, you know, cuffed and and thrown in jail, that there's been a happy ending for his ex-wife, long-suffering ex-wife, Georgina Chapman. He's in Rikers and she's in love. Wow. That's the tagline to the Lifetime movie (laughs) that just came out about this in our imaginations. But one thing that's also funny, I was looking back at Adrian Brody's love life. Yeah. Right? Because oddly, the woman you most closely associate him with in the past is Halle Berry, right? Mm-hmm. Because when he dipped her and kissed her on the Oscar stage, mm-hmm. um, even though they weren't, you know, together, but he, that's sort of his famous Oscar moment when he stole the show. But his last sort of serious girlfriend was Elsa Pataki. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah, she's married to a Hemsworth. She's married to Chris Hemsworth. But before Spanish actress, Exactamente. (laughs) Um, She (laughs) she uh, is so she's Chris Hemsworth's wife. Mm -hmm. She and Chris Hemsworth are like best friends with Matt Damon and his wife. But before she was Chris Hemsworth's wife, she was in a serious relationship with Adrian Brody. And back when they were dating, she married Chris Hemsworth in 2010. She and Adrian Brody broke up in 2009. I think they dated for about three years. And during their relationship, he bought her a farm in upstate New York. What? Yes, exactly. He has a type, women who love farms. Farm women, hot farm women. Yeah, so so he's gone from one farm to what another. What happened to that farm? I don't know. Maybe. Who owns that farm well, now? I think I think it was a farm that he got her, but they were living on it together, so it wasn't totally like here's a farm. I'll be back in the city while you're like hoeing. <laughs> you know, it was like I think they were living there together. So maybe he's got a farm. So you know that that could be like another thing in common. I'm making this up, but at that Puerto Rican dinner, the candlelight dinner in Puerto Rico, when they were sitting across from each other and hitting it off, leading to a romance. It probably came up like, hey, I've got a farm upstate. You've got a farm upstate. Let's, uh, you know. Wow. I'll lend you my goat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's that type of a thing. Now, meantime, we've been hearing that while they're cuddling on the farm, Harvey Weinstein, meanwhile, you know, he had been diverted to Bellevue. They were taking him to Rikers Island when right. he complained of chest pains immediately after his conviction. He's expected to, you know, end up in Rikers Island in an area that is for basically high profile inmates, 
as well as inmates who have special medical needs. Mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein's team has argued that he needs to be in this area because he has all these medical problems. Our own Sarah Nathan at page six heard from a Rikers Island insider. These are the types of sources that she has saying that they're eagerly, the guards and the staff there are eagerly awaiting Harvey Weinstein's arrival and not necessarily in a good way. They're determined to not give him any special treatment, no matter how much he might try to butter them up. A source told Sarah that Weinstein's the talk of Rikers. The guards say he won't get any special treatment from them. They can't wait to see him in there, to be honest. He's in for a shock. A source also said of this wing where they have high-profile prisoners and prisoners with special medical needs that it's not exactly a place where you're going to get, like, cushy treatment. There are not going to be any attitude sheets in there, I don't think, because the source said, oh, you don't want to be there. All it is is people screaming and piss and being thrown around. (laughs) But the more money you have, the more likely you'll end up in a cushy jail, so... He probably won't stay long, so I don't think he's moving to a farm upstate, but might be in another jail, maybe nearby, maybe out his window. He'll, he'll look out from the prison and see Adrian Brody on his ex-wife's farm. As the world continues to worry about the increasing likelihood of coronavirus coming to the United States, Gwyneth Paltrow is making jokes about it. Yeah, although I, once again, I just, do I have a soft spot for Gwyneth Paltrow and it's just blinding me? I don't feel, I didn't, I don't feel the same way that most of the world does about Gwyneth Paltrow. I find her very interesting and I thought the Goop Show on Netflix, some of it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think she can be totally annoying, but sort of. Insufferable and entertaining. Exactly. Just much like. Just like us. Yeah, precisely, Maggie. So Gwyneth Paltrow isn't taking any chances with coronavirus while traveling to Europe, right? She posted a photo of herself on Instagram on an airplane headed to Paris Fashion Week. And she's wearing a protective mask that retails for $99. She looks like Bane. (laughs) It's very (laughs) Bane. It's not just one of these like sort of paper hospital masks. It's got like little kind of uh, vents built into it. It, it is it is a bit I am Gotham's Reckoning. So she posted, along with this picture of herself wearing this mask and heading presumably to Paris Fashion Week, en route to Paris. Paranoid, prudent, panicked, placid, pandemic, propaganda, all with question marks. She wrote of herself in the third person, Paltrow's just going to go ahead and sleep with this thing on the plane. I've already been in this movie. Presumably, she was referencing her role as a patient in the 2011 movie Contagion. Not to spoil it, I don't know. How long do spoiler alerts last? If you haven't seen this film in the past nine years, that's on you. So basically, I, I believe, if memory serves me right, Maggie, that Contagion opens with Gwyneth Paltrow dying. She goes on a business trip, and she comes home to like her family and I think the movie basically opens with her getting bringing back. She's like patient zero. Well, wasn't she and having she's an the affair one who, with someone? Yes, at the exactly. Yeah. She's having an affair. So it's like yet another movie where it's like punishing a woman for you know having an affair. 
of course, it's all this brazen hussy's fault that the world is going to die because she strayed from the patriarchal authority of her husband. I can't wait for the Ian Moore feminist <laughs> podcast. It right. sounds you incredible. You can read all about that in my, I did a dissertation on this at Yale. <laughs> um, but the, uh, yeah, so I actually think, I guess some people were offended by that joke. I mean, one thing that we've seen is that any celebrity who makes a joke on social media, there's like this huge trolling backlash. Like, how dare they make a joke? I actually think it's like, was kind of appropriate. And I do think obviously there's a lot of hysteria surrounding coronavirus. And I think it's like kind of keeping things a little bit more in perspective at, at the moment. But the perspective is this. People are going to places like Dwayne Reed and buying paper masks for a couple of dollars. She's wearing a $99 <laughs> mask. Right, right. This is the Mercedes-Benz of masks, apparently. And it, and apparently that model of mask has sold out. Mm-hmm. You can't get it anymore. Only Gwyneth Paltrow and rich people can have that mask. <laughs> the masses have to go to Dwayne Reed. Let me tell you. Love I was Dwayne rec- Reed. I was on Dwayne Reed recently, and I saw a sign that said, we are sold out of masks. Oh, really? Yeah, it has come to New York. So one thing that this Gwyneth Paltrow post brings up is, and and obviously this being We Hear a Page Six podcast, we're only going to look at the most frivolous and frothy aspects of coronavirus. We have um, called as a, a bath of gossip, right? A, ba- a bath of gossip? What are we called? Or yeah. someone said they want to cover themselves in the frothy bubbles of gossip. And here we are to help you. If if page six is a bath of gossip, we here, a page six podcast, is the jacuzzi of gossip. Wow. I was thinking more Ooh. the puddle. I'd say, <laughs> the, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> the gossip trench. Meanwhile at Fashion Week. Meanwhile at Fashion Week. So Milan Fashion Week has been rocked by coronavirus, right? Because Italy suddenly during Milan Fashion Week had, in a in a very serious matter, Maggie, had the most outbreaks of coronavirus outside Asia. And it got so serious that Giorgio Armani had his show. He canceled it as a public show, and he had models walking the catwalk with an empty audience, Mm. and they just filmed it, right? There were editors from the Chinese editions of various fashion magazines who, you know, are not attending Paris Fashion Week. Right now it's Paris Fashion Week where... Gwyneth Paltrow is headed. There have been a number of fashion editors who've been writing and posting about, you know, the effects of coronavirus on Fashion Week. And one of the most devastating things to me where I think people must really be having a hard time is that the double kiss, the sort of obligatory frou-frou um, double kiss that you would do when you ran into someone at a fashion show. One on each side. Is now verboten. Yeah. Now you have to air kiss. No one's kissing each other, apparently, or shaking hands. Wait, were people not air kissing all along? Were they actually letting their lips touch people? A lot of people, what they do is there's a grazing. There's a lip graze. it's a cheek press. A cheek press. It's a cheek press with a kind of, it's a puckered cheek press. (laughs) No, yeah, that's a... I, I do that all the time, coronavirus threat or not. Press. I have a very large family. Half of my holiday I never events know are what me just do. greeting people and saying goodbye. I you <laughs> do you do I have an I do the double kiss with people. I've been doing it for years, Maggie, but I also have like an awkward thing because when you go in for like the hug, mm-hmm. like a more American like hey and like the sort of hug and the fake kiss, I end up doing this really weird thing at least like fifty seven percent of the time where I kiss like the person's ear. Like through their hair, 
And I'm like, yeah, it's it's bad for everybody. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what they didn't want that. I, no one. Uh, just, just start just telling not. people you have a cold, so you're not. Gonna well, touch now them at no. All. Well, now thanks to coronavirus, there is no more touching, no more kissing. And so basically, the editor of T Magazine at the New York Times, Hanya Yanagihara, she did a post about Milan Fashion Week. And mentioned that she, on Instagram, that before she went to bed at Fashion Week, she had emailed her Uncle Rick, an infectious disease specialist. Uncle Rick? Uncle Rick, the infectious disease specialist and principal investigator at the Department of Tropical Medicine at the University of Hawaii for his thoughts. I definitely would listen to that Uncle Rick. That is a Rick. great uncle to have. Yeah. So Uncle Rick, he said that um, the most... The, the thing he recommended the most was skipping that traditional double kiss during fashion week and uh, as well as, I guess, handshaking, at least temporarily. And Uncle Rick's advice was to to bow, to move to the bow. Mm. That bowing, which I think is good advice, would be a, um, an a good an acknowledgement and an honorific without, without thinking. So touching. I'm the we here listeners can't see this right now, Maggie, but... Thank you. <laughs> Marla Maples, Donald Trump's ex-wife, yes, has been collaborating with a shaman who deals with soul loss and intrusive energies. What? I think that makes complete sense. Okay, so basically, Mara Siegler, Page Six reporter extraordinaire, had this amazing story about Marla being friends with the shamanic, shamanic, wait, shamanic? Hold up, shamanic, I love that, as opposed to demonic. Oh, yeah. It's the opposite of demonic. So Mara Siegler, page six reporter extraordinaire, had this great story about Marla Maples being friends and working with this shamanic healer called Cat Faith, who charges $250 an hour and specializes in things like breaking repetitive patterns, Clearing past life imprints, deconstructing limiting beliefs, healing trauma, understanding disease, soul loss, and dealing with intrusive energies. God. This woman does it all. I need to talk to this woman. Um, I think I lost my soul. I think when the 80s ended, <laughs> that was it. The 90s crushed my soul. Ugh. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, Accurate. So, what, so, so basically. And Marla Maples was on Dancing with the Stars, right? That yeah. Was, it gets better. So Marla has set up a new company called Soul Shine Journeys. It is a spiritual travel service. So she's worked with Faith on this project. The idea is that you can work on your spirituality while traveling. Right. I guess um, Marla Maples and her daughter Tiffany Trump were on a private retreat in Mallorca, Spain last year with this shaman, Cat Faith what a great name. You um, could only be a shaman. Such with a great that name. name. It's very like Lilith Fair. Cat power was taken. Cat oh, that's faith. true. Cat faith. <laughs> yeah. Um, that trip to Mallorca included daily yoga sessions, rituals, and ceremonies at sacred sites. Um, they also shot a video there for Soul Shine Journeys. And um, yeah, I, I think this makes a lot of sense, Maggie. But this is far from the first time that Page Six has written about shamans and famous people who love them famous people are like a moth to a flame when it comes to a shamanistic flame that's true this item when i saw it it took me back maggie to a story that i wrote in 2018 about a shaman we've had a lot of shaman popping up on page six 
that um, Louis Vuitton had hired a shaman for a uh, a fashion show in France. Mm. Uh, it was an it was an outdoor show, and there was um, the threat of rain. Okay, uh-huh. so we had reported that this shaman was brought in to do a kind of rain dance type of a thing and involved kissing some trees. Um, and it worked, okay? So the shaman did the thing and it only started to rain once the show ended, mm-hmm. showing once again why you need to have a shaman. But Shaman on speed dial. It, shaman laman ding dong. But it turned out that this, this shaman had worked for Louis Vuitton at various... Uh, fashion shows in the past in Rio and Kyoto. So it was a globe-trotting fashion shaman. But apparently the executives at LVMH, which owns the Louis Vuitton brand, um, needed to do some budget cuts, or they were looking, I guess, at the budget, and they saw this shaman, and they cut him from the payroll. So at one time, he was being used at all this stuff, but they gave, as I wrote at the time, they gave the cosmic weatherman the pink slip. Cosmic weatherman. That's yeah. a great way to describe So, what a But then is. a Dior show, after he was fired, a Dior show was was doused with a heavy rainstorm. <gasps> and um, LVMH decided to bring the shaman back. And, uh, and the plan seemed to work because it didn't rain on their parade, as it were shamans also there was a woman a few years ago there was a oh my god i uh, there was a top shaman hello bravo oh top shaman there was a top shaman in uh this woman in tribeca yeah and there were a, a bunch of fashion people who would go to her apartment and she would give you these readings wasn't the princess of norway dating a shaman oh it? yeah totally yeah. Yeah, what's up with that shaman? That sounds like the tagline for the reality show, Top Shaman. What's up with that shaman? <laughs> totally. Yeah. He was he was a hot shaman, though. He was a hot shaman. She yeah. had a photo with Gwyneth Paltrow, and Gwyneth Paltrow's and everything. He's I believe... A very sexy shaman. Yeah, that, he is a beloved shaman. His first name, Shaman. His fir- No, his name is not Shaman. Yeah, he uses the name Shaman Oh, it is? Something. He's Shaman? Oh, that's smart. not Charmin. That's like having your. F- that's that's a good idea. It's like that thing where like you would want your name to be listed like why you pick the name Triple A Locksmith, so you can be first in the yellow pages. The Shaman. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. You know, so then He's when you look up a, a locksmith, so sh- you go to Shaman, they're going to go right to you. Shaman Direc. Shaman Direc. Yeah. If you put shaman in front of any name, it kind of sounds like you could be a member of the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, the that's Jizza, a good idea. The, Rizza, <laughs> the Master Killer, Shaman Ian. <laughs> Just throw shaman it in there. Shaman Ian, that's true. I'm so, oh, wait a minute. I forgot. I, we, I don't know if we have time to do it now on, on the show, actually, to do the, to do the Reiki healing. Yes, wait. Yes, please. Should we do the Reiki healing? Yeah. Oh, God, I have to get in the zone. So we recently discovered that Ian has maybe oh, some shamanic God. powers yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I forgot. You know what's so weird? I'm so, it's so deep and it's such a part of who I am that I forget. I do have this power of Reiki healing. And I don't even really know what Reiki healing is so much. I believe that what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this shows how honest I am, right? If you're like a BS, like faux shaman, 
you're like telling people, oh, all this hoo-ha about like... You're a shaman. Yeah, yeah. Not oh. a shaman. In my case, it's like, I don't even know. Basically, I believe what it is is that Reiki healing is the power to heal, to to absorb and expel the negative energy from the body, either through physical or spiritual maladies, using your hands, but not touching the other person. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. This just in. One of our producers, the magnificent, magnificent Melissa Caceres, has just informed me that Reiki is a form of alternative medicine called energy healing. <laughs> Reiki practitioners use a technique called palm healing or hands-on healing through which a universal energy is said to be transferred through the palms of the practitioner to the patient in order to encourage emotional or physical healing. See, the interesting thing is my Reiki healing is a little different than this, which mm-hmm. is, I think, why my Reiki healing is unique and so amazing, is that what I do is I have so much like negative energy, Maggie, just mm-hmm. bottled up inside and just, you know, what I do is I I absorb the negative energy and spiritual sickness from other people and I just absorb it and then I just, and it what, goes where away. Does it go? I don't know. That's the problem. I think at one point <laughs> it's building. <laughs> All right, are you ready for the Reiki yeah, healing? Yeah, yeah. So what are you going to heal? Are, what, what? Okay, so first tell me as your good. Reiki healer what your yes. issues are. And I'm going to sort of, as you tell me, I'm going like to be kind issues, of- Like physical issues, emotional issues? What are we feeling? Whatever, any, I, I don't, you know what? The issue to me, I mean, I, I do it all. It's like one-stop shopping. So whatever you got, I mean, whatever you're willing to share on the podcast okay. and also with our um, listeners, it could be something as- you know, I'm pedestrian little, is tennis elbow, or it could be like, I'm broken inside. I'm a little tired. I've had a very busy week. Can you do anything for- Do you have any like pain, aches or pains though? I need a little more than that. I'm a little congested. You, you might be able to hear it. Congested. <laughs> what about any joint pain <laughs> issues? Like, Didn't you have a back are, problem? Yeah, but then I woke up today and I felt fine. Oh God. <laughs> Yesterday I was a little sore <laughs> after boxing, but now I'm okay. Um... All right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you some Reiki healing. You just see it. You just see. It doesn't sound like you have anything really wrong with you, but I'm going to do some Reiki healing on you, and yeah, you yeah, just yeah. feel if you can feel the energy, okay? okay. Can right. it make me thinner? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I will see when the segment is over. I ate okay, a lot of chips on. last night. All right, hit the lights. <laughs> Wait, there's lights. Hit the lights. I've never taken a class. I've never given a class. I've never really shared this power. I've performed it on people. I mean, mostly in bars. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? You're putting your arm out. Now, I just want to see, just sort of, <laughs> just sort of go, <laughs> think of, think of, actually, you can think of anything. See, most regulars, they say, like, think of, Think of something relaxing. Think of kittens. Whatever you want. Okay, you ready? Kittens are relaxing. Now, I'm going to perform. Now, obviously, our listeners will not be able to hear. Because they're going to cut the the power. (laughs) Yeah, is this just being cut? Our listeners aren't going to be able to hear the energy being dispelled. But then again, I've never done this on the air with any technology. So maybe the mics might pick it up. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Tell me just... Don't look. look. 
Are you feeling anything? I feel a little here, actually. Right? You yeah. do. Okay, now you can look at what I'm doing. Okay. What I was doing, Maggie, the reason you felt that in that area is what I do is I'm absorbing all the negative energy. But you don't even have, like, a big problem here. I'm not getting a huge thing. I mean, but, it's my but, arm. But you, <laughs> what I do is I take the negative energy and I'm dispelling it out of your fingers. So what you're feeling is I'm getting, like, a buildup here. Yeah. And then you're getting, there's kind of, like, you're feeling it going through the thing. There's like a bottleneck there. Hmm. I do feel something here. I'm not joking. I rest my case. That was like a little taste of Reiki healing. If this was like a How full on- How much is this cost me? <laughs> $250, <laughs> right? Yeah, but your last name is not Faith. <laughs> Cat Moore. <sighs> Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara Williams and Melissa Caceres. We'd love to hear your questions and your ideas for the show. Is there a celebrity you're dying for us to dish on? Email your hot takes to us at podcasts at nyposts.com. And to hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred platforms. Don't forget to leave us a review. We'll be back next week with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.